Welcome back to Nat Chat, the Natalic Podcast. My name is Rob Thorne. Today, we have the first in our series discussing the return to the office, this time focusing on collaboration. With some countries now sharing their roadmap out of national lockdowns, more and more people and businesses are beginning to turn their attention to how we can build on the success of remote working and improve the way that we work moving forward. We talk about some real-life stories of how organisations are making a real effort to rethink the purpose of the office and get advice from the leaders of AppSpace and Cisco on some things that you can consider as part of your return to the office strategy in this episode of the Natilic Podcast. All right, it's Friday 19th of March and wow, do we have a strong lineup for you today, listener. Um, first of all, bright and early from the USA and Florida, we have Steve Turp from AppSpace. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us today. Good, good. And uh, also with us, just as glamorous a location, Epsom, South London, we have James Leyland also of AppSpace. Hey, James. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, good man. The sun's shining in London today, so cannot complain. It's nearly the weekend. Um, and then last but certainly not least, we have the triumphant return of Cisco collaboration overlord, Justin Woolen to the Natilic podcast. Justin, good to have you back. Hello. I'm an overlord, apparently. <laughs> I love it. It's not representative overlord. of how you run your teams, hopefully, but um, we'll leave that for oh, you. No, the podcast. it's not that, no. No, no. Well, um, so um, yeah, this is this is the first part in a series that we're um, going to be talking about the return to the office. So a conversation being had across the industry at the moment, um, and specifically today we're going to be focusing on collaboration. Um, so before we get started, I'm going to go around the table and uh, the virtual table, of course, and get a little bit more about our guests. So Steve, I'm going to start with you. Absolutely, thanks, Rob. Uh, Steve Turp, I am in what's usually sunny Florida, but you got us beat today because it's cloudy and windy. Um, so uh, I am the chief revenue officer for AppSpace and uh, we're a global company that helps companies with workplace and uh, team member experience. And so this is a near and dear subject to our heart that uh, needless to say, so I look forward to chatting about it and, and uh, seeing what people are doing out in the marketplace. Yeah, definitely. Definitely your time to shine. Really excited about um, AppSpace. Um, and then James, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself as well? What keeps you busy day to day, my man? Yep. So um, I'm James Leyland. I'm a account executive stroke regional sales director for AppSpace in the UK. Um, my role is working with new and existing customers to to see how we can make their, their working lives more efficient. Um, yeah, I've been with AppSpace now for about five years, five months rather, but I've spent the last 10 years working in, it feels like five years. No, it doesn't. It feels like five months, um, but I've spent the last five. In a good way. Yeah, no, it really has been great actually. Um, but I spent that time um, or the time before also working in the, uh, the software industry for with a facilities focus. So I spent quite a bit of time understanding how clients in the world of facilities and real estate want to uh, to manage the future of the office. Yeah, nice industry veterans all around today listener and um justin you're well known but in case anyone's it's anyone's first time i'll steal your preferred way of asking what's your what's your name and where do you come from hi uh hello i'm justin woolen uh and i come from a place uh called bridgend in south wales and i have the the privilege uh of being the collaboration leader for the uk and ireland in cisco for those who, who do not know what collaboration is, um, I know it's it's a uh, for, for in the in the IT industry is basically anything to do with like telephony, calling, making phone calls, meetings, video meetings, online meetings, 
contact center um, and video. We call video endpoints. It's a very industry term, but yeah, but fancy, or as we say in Wales, fancy tallies. Fancy um, tallies, yeah. But don't quote me on that. But yeah, but that's what what we call collaboration inside Cisco. Nice. So. No, I, I do sometimes get a bit carried away and assume um, that people know what collaboration means, but obviously it's very different depending on what industry you're in. So that's a it's a good shout there. Um, fancy tallies as well. You might want to have a load of your marketing team see what they see what they think about that. Maybe get that on. I the... think it's the Welsh thing because we're quite simple in Wales, and uh, we just like what is it? It's just a fancy. T- if I was trying to describe this to to somebody else in a member of my family, I'd have to say fancy telly. They yeah. go, oh yeah, okay, I get it. I'm a fancy. Is it true that? Is it true, Justin, that in Welsh, I heard this this morning, that the word microwave is something very amusing? Um, yes, it is. It, right. Okay. For all our Welsh listeners, I'll apologise because I am not a native Welsh speaker. Um, but it is pibbity pong. So, oh, pibbity pong, yeah, which is basically the noise it makes when it goes oh, no, I think It's brilliant. And and they also, you mean Welsh is a very ancient language, and we're moving off now. But but it is it is uh, we are. All right, I'll bring us back eventually. You, yeah, you'll bring us back in. But it is, I mean, it's an ancient language, and uh, but then it has. There's no more. Every time a new modern word comes in, we just say it with a Welsh accent. So taxi is taxi, ambulance is ambulance. You just say it with a more of a Welsh accent. It's spelled slightly different, but there you go. But microwave is pibbly pong. That's yeah. great. Brilliant. I think that's brilliant. That, I'll be using that before the end of today and have to explain that to my family. That, that's a good one. Good. There you go. I'm, I'm adding value. And so is James by bringing this conversation <laughs> into the conversation. He can edit that out. Yeah, you can edit Microwaves. that out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. I think that might survive. Um, and, um, well, yeah, I suppose we'd better get, get into it then. So, um so to kick off our discussion, gents, um, I'm going to start by referencing a, a piece of news circulating recently that, that caught my attention. And that was a statement from Goldman Sachs CEO, David Solomon, who said in an interview that remote working was, and I quote, not a new normal, um, it's an aberration. Um, and just to save listeners from having to Google what that word means, just like I did, that basically means differentiation from the norm. Um and he went on to say that we're going to correct as soon as possible, which I found really interesting. Um, so I wanted to go around the table and ask with this in mind, before the pandemic, what was your split between the office and home? And what do you expect it to look like in 12 months time? And I, I say that about you specifically, um, having worked for organizations that probably supported this type of work before. So Justin, why don't I come to you first? All right. Okay. So... What was it like beforehand? You mean, and we just moved. We, we, you mean, my anniversary for lockdown was the the ninth of March when I did my last my last uh, meeting in a, in an office. Happy um, anniversary! Yeah, it, it doesn't feel great, does it? But literally, I had no. to keep looking in my diary to go back a year to see where it was because um, it, it felt like a massive landmark. But we've done a year. We survived a year. We're all here. We're all safe, which is a great thing. Um, before the lockdown, generally, I would say, you mean, and this is the reason why I, I joined Cisco 14 years ago, was about that, what we call flexible working. So I would be home, worst days to travel, Mondays and Fridays. I don't know if that's the same in, in Florida, Steve, or, or, or James, where you fancy West London. Um, 
is is you mean they're difficult days to travel because everyone's on the road. So, but we 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 were born and and Cisco was born out of flexible working. You mean we've always I've never been nine to five. I've never been five days a week in an office. Um, and that and you mean I live one hundred and fifty seven miles away from my 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 head office. So. I would go in when I needed to go in. And when I went in, I was productive. I made sure I have a day full of meetings. So that was pretty much what I was like um, beforehand. Um, there were weeks that I would be, uh, the interesting thing I did observe that if I did three days on the bounce working from home, I would get, I would just say, oh, I'll get a bit of cabin fever. Um, and you go, right, I need to go out. And then you'd literally, would literally just jump in the car and go, right, I'm going to meet, I'm going to go and work from the office just for a day to say I've got out of the house. Um, but that now is the new norm. But it, it, it's this, I mean, it was, we were just flexible and we talk about hybrid working now. At the end of the day, it was just literally it is flexible working and working where you want and work is what you do, not where you go and that sort of thing. But it's, um, but it's yeah, that's changed like, potentially for you. It sounds like probably. No, I think the one thing I, I got better at, honestly, is the one thing I got better at was managing my days at home where I will go. I, I like structure and I like routine, but I would always make sure that I do some exercise in the morning. I take a break at lunchtime. I take the dog for a walk. I get out of the I get out of the house, and then at the end of the day, I make sure I finish at a civilized time. Because beforehand, you know, those two days that we would commonly work from home, you and especially on a Friday, you'd smash it. You'd be on back to back calls, no breaks all the way through the day because you just knew right it's the end of the week i'll get it done and i'll be finished now you've got to do it in a sustainable way then i've got to be able to go i've got to get up tomorrow and do this i've got to get up tomorrow and do it again so you've got to look at i've, I've just brought more self-care i would say into it um yeah, and cisco being a, a great company of and a very autonomous in how you run your time is that was the thing that allowed me to do it so as long as i was still delivering the things i i needed to deliver to to, to the business and looking after my team, um, then I, how I did it was down to me. So I just brought in a lot more self-care and making sure that I wasn't going mad. Definitely necessary. How about how does that contrast to how you do things on the East Coast of America, Steve? Sure. Yeah. So I had a really unique scenario because I, I literally started uh, on the 9th of, of March uh, with AppSpace. And so from an app space perspective, I started on the 9th. I, I flew back to Florida, think not knowing exactly what was going to happen. And then all hell broke loose the, the Thursday that I flew back. And it's never been the same since then. And so mm-hmm. from from a perspective of, of a, talk about unique timing, I've got you know dozens and dozens of people in our sales, marketing, and partner organizations, of which I've met about 10 of them face-to-face <laughs> over the course of the last year. So very unusual, um, but that's how it is, right? And so I think our company adjusted really well. We're very global. So big group in Asia, big groups in Europe, big groups in the US, two parts in the US, we had just done an acquisition. So I do think from a work perspective, AppSpace um, was already super flexible, go where you need to go, do what you need to do. The culture was very, you know, adapt your job to make sure it works for your for, for your life. Um, I think the missing part of it is um, the community, the gatherings, right? So even then, even though we might have had people spread out, there were times when you got together to go to a big show, or you got together to go on customer yeah. calls. And so I think it's that gathering part that's probably missing. Um, and, and, you know, I was with a company for, for almost 20 years that was acquired by DXC Corporation in 2017. 
Um, and we were, same thing, very similar to what Justin talked about, very flexible. You want to work from home? Great. Depending on what your role is, you don't have to come near an office if you don't want to, or we want you there part-time. But we were so purposeful about getting people together annually and getting people together socially yeah. that we found that right balance there. So um, that's kind of what it looks like for AppSpace and for me prior to joining AppSpace a year ago. Yeah, and I'll, I'll come to you next, James. But the um, interesting that you say that, I mean, that is, for me, the thing that I miss most. I mean, I think it's quite unanimously accepted that the office is maybe a bad place to get work done, but it's a good place to work together with people and to collaborate. Right. I mean, um, personally I had the nice balance of, you know, two days working from home, maybe three days in the office, something like that, depending on what was necessary, you know, to smash out some documentation, things like that. Obviously you don't want to be surrounded by people asking you to go for coffee or to go and grab lunch and yeah. things like that back, back then. Well, and that's um, a, if, if we have a, we have a, about 10 people here in Florida. Um, and Florida's pretty liberal and open uh, with regards to the rules. So every Tuesday we do get together carefully and, and go to eat lunch most of the time outside. Um, and we just I just cherish Tuesdays. Like I wake up Tuesday morning, and go I'm going to go hang out with my coworkers today. We're going to get to talk about our families and business and everything else under the sun. So it, I think everybody will be joyful as it as some of those things return. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm jealous of you there as well. I'm definitely going to be one of those as are. Lockdown restrictions begin to relax over the next three months or so. I'm definitely going to be one of the one of the people that's going to be safely going back into our offices. I think so. Um, James, how about how about you, my man? What um, what what's your split? Because obviously you're not, you're only just outside of the city. So I was thinking about this this morning. I've not had a dedicated desk for twenty years. Now I know you're going to look at me and think you're not that old, but. But I am. And <laughs> my, my job has always been client facing. So that has meant it's going to client offices. And I would only ever go to an office or our head office, or whichever firm I work for, if I had to meet with someone for a business purpose. There was never, I've, I've not had for 20 years the, the nine to five commute, which I've relished not doing because when I did do it, I hated it. Um, yeah, there's nothing enjoyable about Yeah, there's nothing enjoyable about that. About that. So, how has my, my life changed since? Well, obviously, I'm doing all my meetings now online, um, and that's fine. I did a lot of online meetings beforehand. There is a lot less traveling because of obviously lockdowns. But post-pandemic, I, I do believe I will be going back to a mix of both where I'll have clients that still want to meet online, but those will still want to meet face-to-face. One of the nice things about joining AppSpace when I did, or, or actually the, the organization that I joined, is AppSpace, by nature of what they do, with helping companies communicate is my onboarding could have been an absolute disaster in October of last year because I haven't met my boss, Steve, you know, he's on the other side of the, the of an ocean. I've not met my colleagues face to face apart from two of them for a coffee when we were allowed to. Um, but actually because I'm now being inundated all the time through the, you know, the, the technology we have, I've been kept constantly up to date about what's going on within the business. Whereas I think, gosh, if that hadn't happened, I'd probably be sat at home now going, I don't know what they want me to do. But they're very, very good, funnily enough, because it's the industry they work in, at yeah, making sure people know what's going on within the business and where we're taking the product. So that's been one real, you know, real interesting learning for me. But I do think, you know, like everyone else, being able to meet people at some point is going to be great. I don't think... I'll be going back to the office for the sake of it. I'll be going to meet when when it is time to get together. I do think, you know, again, 
one of the interesting things about this was, you know, if we take you know people coming out of education now, they're going to be coming to the office because they want to, because they need to train. And that's, I think, the Goldman Sachs chip chat. I mean, look, he's an investment banker. They're a very different industry, you know, for, for people coming out of education. But um, for the vast majority of us, let's think about it. When we come out of education, we do want to go to an office because we want to learn. We also want to socialize. One in three of us meet our partner. I met my wife at my first company. I wouldn't have met her if I stayed completely remote. So I do think uh, we will still have that. And that would be great because people do need to get married. Um, but the nice <laughs> thing is, is that we don't this, want this to uh, have the nine to five anymore. So I don't think my job's going to change massively. Uh, yeah. And and that, and I chose that example from, from Mr. Solomon specifically, because it is probably the most extreme example that I've found, certainly from speaking to, you know, our salespeople and having a couple of conversations with, with clients as well. I've not actually found anyone that's that extreme in terms of the direction they're going, but um, how, how are those conversations going for, for you gents at the moment in terms of the, the, the kind of, I mean, have you actually seen anyone that's gone that kind of, yes, absolutely. We're going to straight away, you know, June 21st as, as the, I think the first date that potentially people are going to be able to move back into the office. Have you actually found anyone that's that, you know, regimented and you're all going to be back into the office when, when you get back? I've bumped into, I, I bumped into a customer again. It's in, it seems to be, you mean, it's another financial services customer, but they, they, you mean they were dealing with them. They, they moved on to WebEx um, during the, oh, the start of the pandemic and they're, they're, they're smashing it. They're using it loads, but they're, we're, we're coming up for a, a renewal and we're just saying, to them, Look, okay, you ready to, and they go, no, 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 no. We are moving back. We are coming off this. We're going back to the office. And in, the, in my head, I'm going, it's not your, it's a bit of a HR thing because you can't make people because they just go, look, I don't, you mean it's down to the individual. If you don't feel safe, you can't, because it's not just about my office. They, they're in London. I've got to get on the tube. I've got to get on a train. I've got to, you mean, and, and you've got to ease people back in. You can't, you mean, and that's the thing I'm sort of observing and, and that's what the Goldman Sachs thing for me is. And there's, there's other, it, it's, it's, it feels very extreme. And we, we, I know we can talk about, and I, you know, I've got an opinion about this from an education point of view, but it just feels that they, the answer is either one or the other. And, and because I don't think the world, and I'll be very, I don't think although the majority of the world have worked out what actually how to do this sustainably in the way of you can do it all the time, you can dip into it, you can dip out of it, of, of flexible working. They've just gone, right, we've gone from in the office to home, and they haven't worked out what's the in-between for them. And the in-between is not about the company, it's about the in, in, for the individual. And that's the piece for me about where you, I think it's just through a lack of understanding and a real, the old way is always the right way. And actually it's not. And if you look at innovation, you look at all the things that have happened in the world, you mean it all starts off with 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 change, and I just think people. The answer isn't all all at home. I, I believe me, I'm not a fan of staying home all day, every day. But there is a bit of in between. There's a lot of in between in there. Couldn't agree more. We, I mean, I I speak to clients obviously all the time, and I've not had one single client who's turned around and said we're opening up the office when we're allowed to, and everyone is being asked to come back. Um, the most aggressive I've seen realistically is. People saying, you know, at the end of a lockdown or as soon as it was allowed, people were opening up offices for those that needed to come back. But the change has been dr dramatic, drastic, because 
it, companies without exception that I, we work with have said, we're going to open up the office for those that want to come back when they're ready to come back with a view to then their own business and their own unit, making that decision of how they want to work moving forward. And they're doing it because they can see the benefits of productivity with remote working. They can see that, yes, we, we've got certain benefits of coming to the office, but we don't get those benefits if we come in the office five days a week. So we've seen leadership teams across industries at AppSpace turn around and say, we're going to cut real estate. We don't know exactly how much we're going to cut it by yet, but we're definitely going to do it. And, and I think, you know, I was listening to something recently that said you know, 50% of all firms you know, have said, you know, events prices have said you know, they are going to cut real estate uh, at some point. You know, I think the, fi- the figure is going to be a lot higher based on the conversations I've had, yeah. but it is going to be um, a hybrid working. The office becomes collaboration zones, but the days of outside of Goldman Sachs, the, the, you know, the office layouts of row upon row upon row of desks for doing administration, I think are long gone. And even potentially in Goldman Sachs, while it's okay to ask a graduate tra- trainee to come to the office work 100 hour days, I don't think you can do that to someone who's been in the business 20 years and works in the back office in accounting. I think those people are going to say, if I want to stay here, I'm going to come back in a hybrid role. So cool. that, that groundswell for me, having the conversations that we're having, uh, is, is not going to turn around anytime soon. Yeah, I, you know, the interesting thing is this isn't just a, a, a pandemic thing. This, this, these changes were happening prior, right? So this is a cultural shift that we're going through. And what this quote reminds me of, if you Google it and go back a little bit, is I think it was Marissa Mayer from Yahoo, 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 Yahoo that said, everybody's going to be in an office. This didn't work and everybody's coming back to the office. And I'm not sure how much longer she was there, but this was, I don't know, a decade ago or thereabouts. So I think this changing and shifting work workplace, and Justin probably knows it better than anybody because Cisco's been such a big driver around how do you keep people connected during it, um, was happening before. So what we did what we did when I came on board is in order to really understand what the customers were, we did about 25 workshops, mostly with big companies. We work with or already or are talking to probably half the global you know, uh, Fortune 500. And what we found was everybody thought it would be different. But nobody knows exactly what that different was going to look like. And so it's, it's fascinating for us to kind of watch this kind of play out. And the other thing that was really unique, and James probably saw this, you know, going back and in, in being in the industry for a long period of time, was all of a sudden all these people at companies are, A, dealing with an unknown and having to work with a lot of different people that they never had to work with before and trying to figure this out. So it's facilities and legal and employee communication and everybody more than ever having to come together and go figure that out. And that's not an easy thing. The closest thing I can compare it to is Y2K. Like there are, and that ages me, I know, but that absolutely was a big unknown for everybody. They didn't know what was going to happen. So I, in fact, I have a son that's in law school here in the U S and their professors have told them you're going to graduate. And 90% of you guys are going to be locked up working on COVID related lawsuits for the first five years you get out of law school. Um, so that kind of risk has to come enter into the play with what these companies are doing. So to James's point, we keep talking to customers. They're trying to figure it out. I think the biggest, you know, for lack of a better term, bomb that we had dropped um, last week, we kicked off a project. We extended our platform, listening to these customers to help people return to the office. And um, last week we kicked off a project where one of those customers said, we want to bring 75,000 people back. Um, by summer. 
And so um, that's a major undertaking. 75,000 people globally need to come back into the office. However, it's not everybody. It's just a portion of their workforce, which is probably over 200,000. So it's a large, large company that everybody would recognize. So pretty fascinating to watch how different it is for everybody. Everybody does think it's going to change, as we said before. They don't know exactly how what that means yet. Yeah, and some of the from some of the conversations that we're having, certainly, it feels like there are some common outcomes that clients are working towards when it comes to. I think the desire are, you know, a safe spaces, pretty straightforward, right? We want to make sure that when we go back, everyone's safe, and b, like, make sure the the experience is consistent with what they've become accustomed to for the last twelve months. But um, as part of that transition back, I imagine you guys are probably having conversations with you know, IT leaders that might have found themselves with, I don't know, some 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 new responsibility or perhaps some more autonomy to be able to shape their infrastructure around the new way of working. So from a thought leadership perspective, I think a lot of the listeners will who are our clients will be will be wanting to know, you know, what what's your advice to those those people that are trying to make those decisions at the moment? What do you think should be front of mind? And what are you saying and as part of those conversations? Um Justin, I'll come back to you. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one. And from a technology perspective, it's, it's the bit of going, there is a bit of in-between. And the one stat that I mean, we're all good at talking stats, but I think 98% of meetings are going to happen with somebody's going to be remote. Now, pre-pandemic, if you were the one person on a WebEx with everybody else in the room, you would be disengaged, not heard. You'd be... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the, <laughs> but you you just wouldn't be you would you would wouldn't feel part of it. You were the spare. You were the you're right third yeah. wheel. At, at, you mean at that meeting? And the problem is that's going to become the norm. People, you are going to have to have a meeting with somebody in the room and then people remote. But you've got to have the you've got to be as productive as an engaged as as if you were in the room. So getting people. Uh, whether they're in IT or whether in, and, and we seem to be having more discussions around HR. This seems to be more HR led from our perspective, from inside Cisco of it's a HR thing of, of you've got to think about your spaces. You've got to think about the kinds of meetings you're going to have and you've got to use the tools. And, and it's not like, you I mean, it's like if you give everyone a hammer, everything looks like a nail. It's about now about going, right, you've got collaboration technology uh, where, where you, whatever you get it from, but you've got to make sure it works in a way that you're as engaging to somebody who's sat at home with people in the room. You're not going to have it because a meeting room of 20 people is maybe going to seat five. You mean our team meetings? I, I'm never, I don't think I'll ever have a team meeting with everybody in the room at the same time because it just physically they won't they won't you mean i'll have to have like a marquee or something like that so they've got to think about hybrid working and bringing people in and i know the guys for uh, steve and james will talk about that how the technology all works in but it's how does the technology help as well so counting people you mean the the video units that we have or as i say fancy tallies but they're also sensors because it's got a camera and it can count the people in the room. It can measure how far apart you are. You I mean, we're bringing more innovation to it. So it'll be able to sort of work out what the size of the room is and going, right, actually, Steve and, and Justin, you need to move further apart because you're too close. Or actually, James walks in the room and goes, right, you th there's too many people in the room now. 
and and the ability to use the technology for what, what which we've been doing for a while like touchless meetings walking into the room it just detects that you're there by pulling the profile off your mobile phone and going right justin's in the room these are the meetings you've got coming up do you want me to start the meeting yes please so it, it's it's you let's let's take the technology and drive it to what it's able to do not what you think it should do and i think that that's sort of where i'm going with this yeah get the technology to work for you james i can see you you've got your i've got something to say face on <laughs> no that's that's the normal I don't know. I've, I've got no idea face yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for me the, the the thing that i think that always amused me when when, when i saw people uh, a lot of offices refurbished is is the thing that has to be focused on is 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 that often always wasn't was no training needed Mm. that people should not have to when faced with a new way of working a new technology a new anything new frankly sitting them down and then saying right here's the training of how to use this automatically defeats the point and we have the, we see it now with technologies that, that we have that we can give com- you know, companies a standardized approach heavily automated approach where a user just walks in and it starts but one of the things that shocked me was you would walk into an organization and they would have a brand new, amazing piece of kit in a meeting room that obviously was very expensive, had all the bells and whistles. And then there was a laminate piece of paper on how to use it. <laughs> and you're like, you know where that's going. That's going in the side corner because, and then what happens is people went to have the face-to-face meeting. And as Justin was saying, you know, the w- person on the WebEx now or, or whatever will be, just as important and need to be just as part of that meeting so it has to be that i walk into that meeting room or i walk into my office and i touch down and i get that consistent standardized approach that i am used to or i just press the button or the meeting is already waiting for me one button push to start is the maximum that anyone should get when they want to to use technology in an office but no training needed that's the key thing for me and it's yeah it's interesting because that that puts the pressure on technology companies like cisco and like AppSpace. Um, but it also puts the technology on those IT people. And it's funny, one of the things we saw, we heard lots of stories from customers about how they had to make the transition out of the office. Like these poor IT guys, like they were around the clock getting, making sure they were set up and people were set up right at home and what have you. And they had to move really, really fast. Well, now as people make those back to office decisions and how many people and where and, and when, the IT people are in the same thing. I've never seen IT people move so fast to try to get caught up. We've got dozens of companies on 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 our on our platform, and it's amazing to watch how agile they've had to be to adjust to the unknowns of of what's coming up for them. It's uh, it's it's neat to watch, and at the same time, there's a lot of pressure on people that we all need to go help uh, make sure they're successful. And I think to that point of the needs training, and I think that's the bit of the the challenges is that everyone's gone home. And they're just using the they're using the technology to the to the most probably the worst way it was ever designed to be used, and maybe maybe that sounds a bit counterintuitive for somebody from Cisco, but it's the bit of going. You've got to have that balance of you can't just, everything can't be at home or everything can't be in the office, and that's the thing though. And you just think, web, web, every, I mean, not everybody, but people are going this mind like Goldman Sachs is that I can't do this all the time because this is the only way of doing it. If working from home means sitting on a web conference all day, is and it's not. It's it's it's. There's loads of bits in between, but that it just feels that they go, oh, web conference. It, it, the answer is always just web conferencing or WebEx. I like to say it'd be WebEx, and I'm sure other, they're using other types as well. 
but that's the thing though where we were trained just through natural usage and using it we knew how to have good meetings we knew how to use the technology because we did it every day so when we went home it wasn't just about that panic of i mean we are, i've got a guy in the street who went to blooming the local uh, um, electronic store with a trolley and a credit card buying laptops they, they were just making these decisions overnight and they weren't great decisions they were like um and then in, in the end because they've got a contact center all the contact center workers had to come back in because they couldn't get into work so it's it's a real um it's a real plethora of of of, of challenges because the people weren't culturally used to using it so they just went so like goldman sachs fella is like well there's either two ways of working now sitting on a web conference all day or coming into the office and they haven't got to they've got to work out and be educated on there's lots of stuff in between yeah and and, and I, I saw um um I was, leesman uh came out with their, their their annual you know state of work report two days ago and if if we look at the you know the hybrid mm. workplace being the split between home and being the office is actually people will go back to the office or want to go back to the office more if it's a good office now this and the the the, the, the difference was huge people who will work remotely will want to work remotely if it's a poor office and the biggest difference between a good office and a poor office the top three reasons and i'll read them out actually oh, like this. were the top three reasons thank you were variety of different types of workspace, informal work areas, stress breakout areas, atriums and communal areas. It wasn't fresh air, air quality, or the comfortness of my chair. It was all about the collaboration space that I'm given. Wow. And at home, same question needs to be asked. What makes a good home working environment against the poor work home working environment? And we will see businesses make that investment into Okay, Cisco, I'm going to give you a name drop here, you know, your desk pros and that sort of thing, so that they get a better collaborative experience. And that investment will need to be made both ends for, for companies if they're going to make that saving on real estate. And that's an interesting point because that's a really interesting point, James, because look, people have invested money, their own hard earned money in their workspaces at home. We all have. We all have. We have all, you mean, kids have lost bedrooms and get stuck in with their siblings because they needed to convert one of the bedrooms into a into a workspace. Yeah. You mean, wall partition walls are going up, things like the other. I mean, they, we are buying, we're buying, you mean, I've gone and put lovely pictures up. I know nobody can see this. It's great for a podcast, waving your arms at pictures uh, they can't see. But you mean, you, you want to make it a place that I can sit in and enjoy it. I've bought a, a desk thing that lifts up and down so I can stand up. I've, and it's... We, and the thing is, though, the people have done this and paid for it out of their own money to make their home working environment better for them. But then what are the what are the organizations that they work for done? How are they investing in them? We're going to it isn't just here's a laptop and here's and you've got access to Cisco WebEx. That's not the answer. That's not the investment. That's not investing in your people. You're just giving them some technology. It's the bit of going, well, how do they work? Have they got the right tools? And and I'm and I'm being maybe a bit um, um, melodramatic here, but it's the, the, giving somebody a laptop is a mobile computer. Yes, got it. Is it a video conference device? 
No, because that's why people like Goldman Sachs and even I think it was the CEO of Nationwide was, was, was when it was on uh, did an article about where they give them his his, his workers eleven thirty till one of no video conference time. It's because it's not the right tool for the right job. I'm going to sit there and want to be on an immersive and want to be on a video meeting. I can do it all day. Give them the right tools. Give them the right units that, that fits their space at home. I mean, maybe a laptop is the right is is the right thing for for, for some people. But you see, people in that goal, in that article, there are people who've got the, in that picture were stacking up books, laptop on top of it to get the camera at the right height, so they so they're not sat this hunched over it. My wife, who sits, and we, we call her. She likes to call herself Harry Potter because she she's got a little desk space under the stairs. Yeah, I've seen plenty of so those, she, and she's not in a cupboard under the stairs. There, there's no door, right? Um, Disclaimer. <laughs> But disclaimer, I am not locking my I'm not locking my wife in a cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> not yet anyway. But it's, yes. it, but that's where she works. But she's got it, she's got the you mean but the thing is though, I've given her a Cisco headset, even though she's on another platform, Microsoft, but I gave her a headset, so at least she could have a better user experience. I want to give her a WebEx camera, but she's gone back to work now. Um but that's what they're doing. People are having to try and get it. I'm trying to make a laptop work as a video conference unit and go, do you know if you're on this thing all day. Given the right tools, I'm not saying we should go out and spend a full millions and billions, but there'll be enough people out there who just go, right, let's get them the right tools for the right job. Yeah, Rob, I think Justin brings about a good point is at the end of the day, it's still people working, right? And so I live exactly what he's talking about. I have a desk pro at the office. I happen to be home today, which I'm usually at the office here in Tampa. And I have a desk pro and it's a brilliant experience. And I come home and it's a very different experience. So I'm thankful that I have that option. Um, but when we talk about people, even with this global pandemic, competing for talent today is, is as insane as it's ever been. It's still that hard to find great people and to keep great people. And people are going to vote with their employment. So people like Goldman are going to vote with their employment, whether they work there, whether they stay there or not. And so to not create policies and and safety and comfort and all the other things around people um, is really a, a kind of a vote to some degree to potentially lose that war on talent. And God knows everybody needs more people and better people to fit into their culture. So it'll be fascinating to watch that. Um, I have a friend who was in the financial business in New York City. They decided they did not want to be in New York City. He wanted to work for a different financial company. He said, great, I'll come work for you, but only if I can move to Florida. And they said, great, move to Florida. We don't care where you are. So that's the kind of example of of what the new world will look like from a people perspective, which is at the end of the day what makes companies run. You I mean that's a, that's an interesting because I've I, you mean you started this job, Steve, on the day of lockdown on the 9th of March. I've moved job in lockdown, and I have got a team of thirty people, and I've not met most of them because we started yeah. off with a team of twenty. We've grown. We've, I've hired ten people. I've not met them. I have not met them. But because I'm using this technology, I'm having more of an immersive experience. You mean I've not even met you, Rob? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I do. You I mean everyone on this podcast I have never physically met, but I've been speaking to you for quite a long time now. And and me and James have met for the first one time. One day, Justin. Yeah, one day, one day. But we've met for the first time. And now my team are working with his team and we can't know we're doing business together. It's awesome. Hopefully. Mm. Is that right, James? Are we doing all right? Uh, we're doing okay. Oh, we're no. doing okay. You could be better, but we'll come on to that another time. That's a, that's another point. <laughs> oh, okay. 
uh, James, is, uh, James is just thinking about that that big move to Florida, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, look, I mean, the the one of the challenges though that that we have had customers coming out, and, and I think there's a great stat about this recently, which escapes me, but is there is a challenge with hybrid working or people working remotely outside, over and above the communications or, or the, the effectiveness of the hardware that you have at home. And that's communication, keeping the company culture when you're remote. Uh, and I think the Goldman chap again was was referencing how he's got, he wants his culture and the way he's used to controlling his culture is by having him, his staff in, in front of him. But if I'm going to have, to Steve's question point about his his colleague who, who now works remotely from, from Florida, how can that business make sure that they're still giving the culture and the communication that that person would have got in the office? Um, because otherwise, we will see what happened exactly with Yahoo, which was people were working, taking a wage there, and they're just becoming less and less productive, starting not to answer back to bosses. People who eventually didn't know if they were employed there or not, they were taking a wage, and that's you know generated the demand for 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 Marion, I think it was to 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 bring them all back to the offices. So. That's going to be a really big long-term challenge for these businesses to make sure that they still have the tools or using the WebEx or the Slacks or whatever of this world to make sure that communications is as high a priority as it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, and that's at the heart of the conversations that we're certainly having at the moment. I mean, it's mostly, again, the, the planning stage it feels like we're at at the moment in terms of you know readiness, optimization, um, working with our clients for consultations and, and just trying to plant ideas in their heads to, to start thinking so that they can go to those HR teams and, you know, COOs, CEOs, and then try and help them decide what the new way of working is. Um, and I think there's been tons of ideas from you gents already. So thank you very much for your time. Um, wanted to, to close out by just having a, a quick conversation about what's coming up for you guys. I know AppSpace, you've got your client summit coming up in a few months time um i don't know if you're willing to share any sneak peeks or preview anything that 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 people might be able to look forward to coming up there but this is your your time to talk about it if you'd like sure i'll i'll take a quick shot and then james can add on to it um as i mentioned before uh we have historically been working with lots of size companies and it's all about communication and workplace experience and that really pivot for us what we learned from all those workshops was let's help people get back to the office so that's been a gigantic subject for that. So companies that are looking to do that, we, we've got a great way for them to be able to, to try that and check out the technology that we have to help them do that. The other big piece for us has been what's happening with mobile um, and making sure that you can connect with those frontline workers because those people that are never in the office and maybe they're not even checking into you know a depot or a warehouse or anything else like that. And so those are the two big, big trends that we're seeing here is we want to be able to have one great platform to communicate with everybody, regardless of where they are, or how they're working. And so that that's really going to be the theme of of what we'll talk to our customers about coming up in May when 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 we get them together on a virtual summit. So we're, we're really excited about doing it. Yep. And just to follow up on that one, it's 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 using app space to drive employee engagement. Is the bit that I th- I'm most excited about over the over the coming months and, and looking at what we're developing there. Um, we already have the ability for for you know engagement, communication, culture to be driven through existing messaging platforms or hardware that companies might have, but we now looks like we're going to take that to the next level, uh, as Steve was saying, around mobile, uh, but with a focus on employee and workforce engagement. So that's the bit I'm excited about. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And then, and Justin, I know typically this time of year would be Cisco Live time. I know last last year, the last one at least I can remember was was Barcelona. Yeah. Um, I think this one was supposed to be in Amsterdam, right? So I'm sure there's still tons of good stuff to come out of it. But what what can we what can we look forward to? I can't say because it's Cisco Live and I'm not. I'm on embargo. Yeah, sure. I can't talk about. It. But what what I will this say moment. is that the things that I'm looking. You mean we're well, going to see further innovation, further announcements. You mean we we in the last few months we brought out 400 new features into WebEx, um, and it's, it's not hard to keep up. It is hard to keep up, and at the heart of it is about um, inclusivity and connecting people. And and the one thing about this this pandemic and the future of work and whatever you want to call it, hybrid work. And we're going to, we're doing a lot of work within my team and Cisco to educate people. We, we really want to share what we've been doing and what we're doing as a company. Um, and what's our HR strategy, what's our estate strategy, what's our technology strategy. Cause we, we've been doing this for years. So I'm really looking forward to sharing all that. You're going to see more innovation coming out in Cisco live. So please tune in for that and go and watch it. Um, but it is that thing about how do you really, really work and include people who are remote? And it's not just about the remote people. It's the people who are remote who maybe don't want to shout out and, and, and you mean, over, talk over people who aren't like me, who are too overly chatty. It's how do you bring those, the introverts, the people who are quiet, the people who have got the great ideas, but don't shout out about them. How do you make them give them a, a voice and a platform for them to feel like they're included. And then, then the business gets the best out of them and gets the best out of everybody. And that's where the features come in. That's where you look at, you mean, um, Slido, which we're in the process of acquiring. You mean, you look at how we, how our customers can engage with their customers through platforms such as IMI Mobile. So they've all been announced now, but you're going to see even more stuff coming out um, in, in that space. But you mean, it's all about, future of work hybrid work and then educating that's what we're that's what my team are really good at is educating our customers and what they how, how what the future can look like with our partners such as AppSpace because it is a it's an overall solution we don't make everything but with partners like AppSpace where you can have a and I'm going to say the J word is journey of from home to the office and back again that it's safe secure and you are productive yeah yeah that's uh it's probably a good a good a good moment to leave it on. I know um, just in terms of things to point people in the direction of. I mean, we're going to be running our, our our return to office campaign over the next few months as well. So, listeners, you can keep an eye out on that. Um, we're going to be running a, a managed proof of proof of value or trial of, of app space alongside Natilic as well. Just making sure that again, any any clients that want to take a look at that can do. And there'll be a link to the uh, there'll be a link to where you can sign up for that in the in the show show notes description. Um, so, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but, but otherwise, gents, I think um, all that's left to do is thank you for your time. So, James, Justin, Steve, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Most welcome. Thanks for listening to NatChat, the Natalic Podcast. Please subscribe to the Natalic Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review while you're there. It really helps us improve and grow the show. Please note that opinions expressed on the Natilic podcast are those of the hosts or our guests, not the organizations that they represent. You can find more information on Natilic on our website, that's natilic.com. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Natilic Group, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. Our theme music was provided by Dan Short, who you can find at Danza, that's D-A-N-Z-R, on music streaming services. This is Rob Thor, and thanks again for listening.